Hello and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unscripted, unfiltered, 100% us, fully clothed. I'm really excited (laughs) to have our guest on today. Oh man, she's straight badass. If, If you know her, you know her. Michelle, welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid. How are you? Hey, I'm yeah. good. You guys, how are you? <laughs> yeah, you know, not bad. I really, you make me sound so good, and I'm just a big dork, but that's okay. Mm. No, but you know, Michelle, you go. Okay, go. The first time I met you, I was like, this girl is a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. You came in, and you're just like, okay. Like, your energy is so contagious, and it is like, you just say what you mean. And that I love that about a person. And I think it's the fact that you embrace what you're calling your dorkiness that makes you so badass. Like <laughs> you are just a hundred percent you. Like yeah. this is me, take it or leave it. And like you said, fuck it. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know what? Uh that took me a long time to just do that, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't come that doesn't come like that, unfortunately. Yeah. But thank you, ladies. Thank you. You're welcome. Back us back us up to that point where like how where did it start and how did you get here? How like who was the Michelle before and who's the Michelle now that I had the privilege of meeting? Well, you know, uh, I have like middle child syndrome mm. and uh, people pleaser. Oh, well, if you don't like me, maybe I'll just change. I'll, I'll change. You can like me. It's, it's going to be OK. Like, why don't you like me? And. I think that um, going through things and being kicked when you're down and you just come to a point where you're like, how is this always my fault? I can't possibly be this horrible of a person that it's always my fault. And I'm so done. Why do I have to be what they tell me? I don't, I don't. And I, well, I mean, as you both know, I had a big birthday this year and I was just like, fuck it. Fuck this. Fuck everyone. If you don't like what I do, what I say, how I act, then that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. I can't carry it around anymore. I carry around my own stress and anxiety of my life. I don't need to carry other people's baggage. You know what I mean? And so I think like when you, when I was approaching the big birthday, I was like, holy fuck. Uh, I haven't traveled the world. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. But why do I always have to look at what I haven't done? Why don't I look at what I did do? What I have accomplished to this point? Why is it always my life is, is going to be better when I do this or when I do that. But because my life is pretty good right now based on what I've already done. Does that, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Thanks for stripping with us. Everyone Brigham Michelle (laughs) brought her right home. Um, Like it just, we do that to, to ourselves, right? Like don't like, look at what I've done. I I have two teenage boys. I have like I've ran seven half marathons. I've cycled in a Grand Fondo. I I run a day home where I raise other people's children. I run a photography business on the side that I absolutely love because I meet the meet awesome people and I get to be my dorky self. I'm married to my partner in crime and shenanigans for 20 years. Uh you know, I moved provinces. I went to university. I like I've had I feel like I've had lots of lives like the people that know me today don't necessarily know me for who I was 15, 20 years ago because I, you know, I used to manage a halfway house for federal offenders with mental illness, you know, and then I had my kids and then I kind of started a different life. So I think, why do I have to be judged on what I have yet to do? Or, you know, just, just be me. Like I, I don't know. My, I have a mantra where I try to be better today than I was yesterday. And if I fill up, if I live up to that, then I think I'm doing okay. 
I love I don't that, know. Michelle. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that that's where we get lost in that comparison. Like, of course, we have so much more life to live and so much more things to do, but it will be there. It will come if it's meant to be. Like, yeah, yeah. celebrate how far you've come. I love it. I, also I think like we all say- struggle with it. Oh, sorry, Mel. No, you go. No, don't apologize. I think, I think one of the things we struggle with it is, well, we're going to be happy when we win the lottery or we're going to be happy when we lose 10 pounds. But you know what? I lost 10 pounds several times. And sure, I was happy, but it didn't make my life perfect. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, let, let's just be happy and sit in what we have right here. And why can't that be good? Yeah, I heard, um, I can't remember who said it, but she's like, if I can't be happy in the jeans I'm happy in now, I won't be happy in the jeans that I'm in, in tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And like, yeah, like you were exactly. saying, you've done so much, but we do, we play that comparison game. Like, and we look at what other people have done. You're like, well, I haven't done that yet, but you've done so much. And like you said, like, who you were 12 years ago isn't who you are today, which means you've done a lot. You've grown a lot. You've changed a lot, which is a miracle and amazing in and of itself. You know, I I think I saw online the other day, this thing like, Oh, my, my wrinkles mean I smiled. My gray hairs mean, uh, I don't know. I lived or whatever, but I think as, as I've gotten older, I've realized like, I'm only here to please myself and live my life. And if you don't like that, then I'm sorry. Then maybe that's, maybe you're not part of my tribe right now. You know, maybe we've learned from each other and and that's okay. So. Michelle, what would you tell someone that, like, I want you to think about back in the day when you were like that full on people pleaser. If someone, if one of our listeners are listening and they're like, oof, that is me and I want to get to like that fuck it point, what would you, what would you tell them? Do you got some advice for a listener like that? Um, I think that when you sit in those feelings where you need to have other people's approval, I think you have no confidence. I think you like, you're just scared. You're scared all the time. You want people to like you, to love you, to you, you're looking for validation outside when really the, I mean, you just need to love yourself. You just like take that step. Uh, what is it? You need to say no to protect your yes. Like you need to say no to people that, that aren't serving you. Like if you're tired around somebody because they're like this or they, they're negative or they're, I don't know if they just take too much of you, then maybe right now you can't be with that person. I think that my advice would just be, what if you are enough? What if you are already you're enough? You know, we, I think we always think, well, I need to do this. I need to do that. But what if I already did? What if I'm already there and I'm missing it because I'm so stressed about what they're doing or what they think of me that I've missed my, my chance or I've missed that I've already achieved this. I just don't know it because I'm, I'm using their eyes to judge me. I don't know. Is that an answer? Mm-hmm. Is that... That is a really good answer. And Michelle, when you were talking, it really, it, it brought something up in me is like, we are born enough. Like every single person has everything that they need. We are already enough and you're enough and your accomplishments look way different than mine, but doesn't mean one's better or worse. It means that you are living in your, your integrity in your life. And so am I. And so is Mel. And like our accomplishments, all three of our accomplishments look very different, but we are all worthy. And Absolutely. I, think, I think that that's, that's the ticket right there is like you find that confidence when you truly do stay in your own lane. When you truly just say like, I am enough. No one's better than me. Nobody's worse than me. And it's just we're all living on our on our own journeys and just doing the best that we can. 
that's really cool. You know, Gary and I always say to each other, look, not my circus, not my monkeys. Like I, if I'm done, this is me. Like I need to just focus on me because I mean, as I mean, we said, I said this at the beginning, like I, as a type A person, I I'm already creating my own stress. Like I, you know, I'm already worrying about tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I, I just don't need it, but it's taken me a long time to figure it out. And I still, I still don't have it a hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? It's not something that you just, okay, all of a sudden you have this light bulb and you're not going to go back to the old way ever again, because you do. Um, just like anything you, you have to practice and you have to keep it up. Right. Um, it really got me too when you were saying, cause, uh, I was at a summit this weekend and the whole premise around the summit was rewild the inner child. And we talked okay. about as kids, we don't give a shit. We dance, we roll, we get mus- messy. We say what we want. Like we don't care. And it's that those layers of society that slowly build up around us that brings us into this state of, like you said, people pleasing, caring what people think, taking on other people's worries, that we forget what it's like to be that kid. And we lead these lives on autopilot and like zombies and not living for ourselves, not thinking, seeking that validation from other people. Like, am I worthy? Am I enough? Well, you are enough. Like you said, you are enough. And I question for you, Michelle, did you have any, like, was there a moment in your life where you like hit not per se rock bottom, but like hit a place that really, that's when you were like, fuck this, I'm done. Or did it just kind of evolve? Um, I don't know. There was kind of a disagreement with some friends or it's hard to explain, but there was a situation where you, you, I thought I was friends with some, with somebody. And then they, they kind of tell you like, Oh, you're too much. You're, you, you know, you need the attention. You, you have to do this. And, And that's fine. That's just not who I am. And I'm like, what? Maybe you don't really know who I am at all because for a long period of time, I like I fake it. Okay. Like sometimes when I'm, because I have anxiety and because I I'm stressed all the time, sometimes I need to like pump myself up to go outside and, and to people because I don't like to do that all the time. And that's just part of who I am. When I get there, I'm usually pretty good, but to have somebody that you think is in your tribe, that's your friend, say this to you when you know in your heart that you're, that you fake it most of the time. That's when I was like, what am I fucking doing? This is not a person who knows me. This is not somebody who cares about me. This is somebody who's judging me for being who I am. Okay. I'm loud. I laugh loud. I talk loud. I swear. I have tattoos. I, I don't fucking care. I'm so done with trying to please you and what you think I should be that I need to say goodbye to you. And, and I think I kind of went through a process where I really grieved that, like where I was like, I really miss the connection in terms of when, when I thought we were friends and what that was. And we were, we were friends at that time. It was okay. But then when to have, think about all those times where I laughed too loud and, and then I'm thinking, well, was she thinking then that I was too loud? And, and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? This is bullshit. Oh yeah. This is explicit, right? Cause I swear a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just done. I just can't do it anymore. And I just decided then and there that I, I'm, not doing it. I'm not, I'm pulling back from people who treat me like that. I'm pulling back from people where I feel tired after I've been around them. Um, and I just want people that say, 
you know what? You're, you're cool. Like just as you are, you laugh loud, you snort, you drop the F bomb and all that kind of stuff. That's cool with me. Don't, don't change. Right. And I don't want people to do that for me. I don't, you know, I want to be around people that are authentic. I want to be around people that give me something that, that, you know, take part in conversation that challenge things. I say that I, I want to know different people like, you know, like Kaylin said, we all come in from different backgrounds, but when we met, it was like, it was like, this is like, I, I felt closer. I felt understood. And you felt, feel like you belong and everybody wants that. Everybody wants that belonging, but they want it in the right way. Not where you have to fake it. Right. Does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Michelle, when you say like, okay, so I think that some people might interpret fake it not the way that you intended so like when you say fake it um do you mean like you know you gotta hype yourself up to go out of your house but like you truly are who you are once you're out of your house yeah like I think it's more of a pep talk maybe Mm -hmm. like you know where you're like you got this (laughs) you can do you know and because because of my anxiety and I'm always second guessing everything and I'm always stressed about you know, I think, you know, you live your life one way for so long. You're like, Oh, am I this? Am I that? Am I that? Like, it's hard to get out of that little box. Right. So I still, am at the point where, okay, I'm going to walk into a room, but, but why am I thinking that they're talking about me? Cause they're not. Okay. So it's a little more of a pep talk than, than, a, than faking it. But yeah, like it's a pep talk to just be myself and relax because when I do that, I think that presenting my authentic self to people really uh, develops a connection. Like if I can relax and get out of my own way, then I'm good to go, right? I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. So you like you give yourself the pep talk and you kind of fake like the social aspect of it a little bit where you're just like, okay, like I can do this. But then as soon as you are in a room, you are authentically you. And I've I've been on the receiving end of that. I can see it. And I love that you say, as soon as I get out of my own way. And like when I met you, there I could not tell that any of that was going in in your head. You walked in, <laughs> you commanded the room, we just went with it, and it was just it was so beautiful. And and I think that when we are trapped in our own heads, it really is like a prison. And from an outsider looking in to you, I don't feel that at all in your energy. I don't feel any of that. Like it was so, when you opened up to me about your anxiety, I was like, whew, I'm shocked, girl. Like (laughs) I really am. So yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. It's, it's a prison. Mm I mean, I, I learned that someone said to me or I read somewhere like would you talk to your friend like that way you talk to yourself <laughs> not in a million years would I ever say the things that I say to myself to my friend ever well why aren't I my own friend what like why is it okay for me to say that to myself but I would never say that to somebody else you know so when you when I when I'm in my head and it's going like this and I'm just building to the point where I'm like responsible for world hunger kind of thing. I need to like, just say, okay, okay. This isn't serving me. And I'm not, I'm not being me when I'm locked in my head where I'm, you know, so yeah, I just get out of my way. So. Are there any practices that you use when you find yourself in that space in your head, when you're setting up those blocks, when you're in your way? I think uh, for me, I need to be grounded. So I need to like sit down and I need to like one thing that I, that I try to tell my kids to sometimes if they're feeling kind of high strong about something is just sit down, look around and see, see a couple things that are like in front of you that are real in time right now. And, and then I breathe because the real, like the breath, I really, I've started to do meditation and stuff like that. And if you can get in tune with your breath, 
it's amazing what it can do to the, for the rest of your body and calm your mind. Like I always thought when you meditate, you had to be quiet in your brain. And I thought, oh, oh, there's no chance I'm going to be able to meditate, baby. But, but it's not. It's about listening to what's happening in your brain and being okay with it. And just saying, okay, right now I need to just listen. My brain is a little bit crazy. I need to breathe. And if you can focus on your breath, then eventually your your thoughts in your brain calm down a little bit. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, 100%. Um, do you find the Peloton? Do you find Viking? Like, <laughs> here, do you find all? I want to get into that because honestly, how many days have you moved in a row now? Yeah, 165 weeks. Like, holy shit. Yeah. But do you find so that? I- cathartic and yeah in the movement for my mental health uh, is like amazing it's not always easy but I find that I'm really really craving that oh I need to get my little dot for the day like you know and I I say if 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 you if that's what you need or use it like if that's what's motivating me right now it's okay and I don't really care what people think in terms of oh you work out too much or you do this too much or you know what when I'm off that bike I'm a better person baby because I I've calmed down I know I've moved my body and you know when I feel like uh, I've inspired some people to get moving and I don't, I don't necessarily do like total hardcore all the time, you know, uh, as I've gotten older, I've realized I need to add more strength stuff. So I change it up, but I'm telling you the movement, like I can tell like the other day I was sick and I'm going, Oh, I haven't moved my body. I feel tired. I feel yucky. And so when, when those days come, it's all, it's always a little bit harder, but maybe then I just stretch instead, you know, I really have to listen to what my body needs, but I really find, well, Mel, you know, this movement is medicine, right? Like, and I find you're so intentional with your movement. Like you were saying, like you go for the stretch. If your body's feeling the stretch, like, I feel like, like watching your journey, like you are very intentional and purposeful for your movement so that you can live your best life. Yeah, you know what? Like, uh, well, a few years ago, I was hit by a car when I was walking in a crosswalk. And uh, I went through a, a time there where movement was really hard. But if I didn't move, then my life was way harder because I was sore and I was pissy and I was you know, at myself because I couldn't move and I couldn't do those things. So I really had to take a step back of how of and, and evaluate how I was moving. Okay. So right now I can't, you know, ride 50 kilometers or do whatever. Maybe I need to do yoga and I need to do meditation and I need to do stretching and, and, um, and I continue to move every day, even though this, this had happened. And it was just, I mean, it was horrendous at the, at the end, when I went through the whole court thing, they're like, well, you know, how long do you ride your bike for Michelle? And I'm like, well, I can ride my bike for three to four hours or longer. Oh, really? Like they use my movement against me, which really fucking pissed me off because I thought if I didn't do anything, then you're going to be accusing me of not helping myself. And so I said to, I said in the deposition thing, I said, I said, yeah, I move my body because it makes me feel better mentally. I said, but you don't see, I don't like, I don't post the stuff where I've got ice packs on my hips or I, you know what I mean? Like I'm popping Tylenol or, or whatever the case may be. I move because I know it's good for my heart. It's good for my head. And it makes me a real nice person around the house. Right. So I think that when you when you go through things like that, you really have to evaluate, okay, what am I doing for me? What am I doing for them? And they don't really matter anymore. This is this is what I need to do. So and I've been to a couple of your movement classes. I don't move like you. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> okay, you just all you have to do is move, Michelle. That's all you have to do. Yeah, and why is that hard for people to to grasp? Like I know 
I know a few people were like, oh, I, I couldn't start. I can't keep up with you. Well, that, I'm not in a competition with you. You're not in a competition with me. Like that's not where I'm from. That's not where I'm coming from. I just want you to feel good about yourself. And if you, you move, you move how you move. I move how I move. That's, I'm not judging you. I don't care. And that's, I think like we always say like, I'm not you and you're not me. So we're going to interpret movement different. We're going to interpret music different. We're going to interpret the world different. And I think that's what's so beautiful about it because you bring your yeah. flair. I bring mine. Kaylin brings hers. The world brings theirs. And that's beautiful. Why don't people, get that? why don't they get that? Yeah, I, well, because, because we've been taught since we were little that there's one way of doing things and we have to follow the leader and all of the things. So then when you go to a group fitness class, if you don't look like the leader, then you are not worthy of being in this class and you're not doing it right. But I always say like every single one of us talk differently. Like all of our voices are different. Our fingerprints are different. I don't live in your body. You don't live in my body. We're going to move different. You know, we've all had different incidents, accidents, lives, and you're here for you. You're yeah. here to share a collective energy, and that is but, it. Like, 50 years, it took me 50 years to figure that out. Mm -hmm. 50. I'd be 50 years old right here. I just feel like, you know, sometimes I sit back and go, wow, why didn't I have this epiphany earlier? You know, so I guess if somebody listening to the your or your podcast now can have that epiphany way before fifty, then maybe that's good. But but this is what excites me though, Michelle, because you have you were in a very different time, right? Like I think that the world has shifted exponentially in a very positive way. Like there is room for classes like the movement. There is room for classes and people to open up about these things. Like we are shifting and it is very exciting. And I am grateful to be like growing up. I mean, I'm still growing up. <laughs> I'm growing up in this time period where it is okay to shed light on these things. It is okay to not fit in the boxes because we're trying to destroy these boxes. And yeah, and there's power in that, right? Yeah, and it is because we are finally finding our voices. And I, I honestly think, for me personally, it was the research around shame and vulnerability. Like Brene Brown, Girl Crush, you know, when we learn the power in sharing our insecurities and being met with like me too like that is that is that is where change happens and if you're not met with me too then it's just a redirection to who your tribe is and when you start feeling these instant connections to strangers just because they show you a little bit of vulnerability that is magic. Like, I love that. That's the shit I live for. And <laughs> Michelle, yes, you are 50, but you, you have it. Like now you get to live your life freely from now on, you know, and how cool. Well, <laughs> What'd you yeah, say? I tried running, but sorry, were you going to say something? No, I mean, I think yeah. And I just wish, like, I just wish I, like, I think when you get to be 50, you, you start thinking about, you know, you have meetings with financial planners and you got all this kind of stuff going. And I'm just like, well, I want to get a save when I'm for, for way up there, but I want to live a good life. Like right now, like I get that I don't want to eat cat food when I retire, but you know, does that mean that I have to like make all these changes so I can't live a good life right now? Like, you know, and I have teenage boys and I, I think that I need to, I need to keep up with them. I need to show them. I need to, you know, raising boys this day and age, it's hard with everything that's going on. I mean, raising any kid, not just boys, but just trying to make sure that they understand that it's okay to, to feel feelings and it's 
okay to, to tell me what you're feeling. Cause I think about, you know, when, when I was growing up, we didn't really talk about, do you feel sad today? Oh, why do you feel sad? Come on, be happy. Let's just go kind of thing. Right. Where, whereas now, you know, you can see a difference in kids and you're like, are you sad? Like, that's okay to be sad. Like, tell me why you're sad. So yeah, like you said, Kaylin, we've made so many leaps and bounds in that area, which is amazing, but there's still that underlying thing, you know, in our advertising and in uh, on social media and, oh, well, you know, oh, she's photoshopped here and she's photoshopped there. And there's, there's still that underlying thing. We still have a long way to go, but I think that the steps that we've made have been pretty good. So... And it is, it's just awareness. Like, like I didn't realize how much on the daily we're affected by like diet culture and um, all of the things and the beauty industry on yeah. the daily. But now that I've seen that there's a different way of living and I've become more aware of that, then there's freedom in that too, where I'm like, Ooh, I don't choose to consume this media anymore unfollow yeah so true so like earlier this year I did a photography series um that was really difficult for me I've been thinking about it for a while and you know I kind of sat down with my husband and said you know this is the idea that I have I did it for uh like uh Bill Let's Talk Day and I talked about you know why am I always a slave to the to the tape measure and to the scale and to everybody else's thing so I had a friend that came over and here in the studio and uh, took pictures of me and I had underwear on and that was it. <laughs> if you want to talk about anxiety, baby. I mean, I think I was crying from the second that she started taking pictures until we were done. But um, I don't know if either of you saw that or, or not, but it's just, it was something that I needed to, that I needed to get out artistically in terms of saying, you know, I, I, I always put this body down it's not tight enough. It's not firm enough. It's not skinny enough. It's not tall enough. It's not this enough. It's why do I do that? I've given birth to two kids. And like I said before, you know, I've done all of these things movement wise. It gets me up in the morning. It gets me through my day and I am so mean to it all the time, but it comes through for me every day but I don't treat it very nicely. You know, so I decided I needed to show like bodies are bodies and it really doesn't matter if I'm a little flabby there. Well, you know what? Like I have a C-shelf. I've had two C-sections and I, I can't get rid of it. That's just my body. But you know what? My body's like that because I have two amazing kids why am I down on myself all the time from that? Like I, anyways, that was really, um, really freeing for me. And um, I think that it affected a lot of people. Like I got lots of good feedback from it, from the local community and stuff like that. And I just, I just don't want girls or younger kids to feel the pain that I feel during those times when I'm thinking like that. And so when I, in my day home, I tell those kids that you're beautiful the way you are, you're amazing. We move every day. I talk to them about it. It's important to love your body and you treat it right. You drink water, you move every day, whether it's dancing crazy or outside walking or, you know, so I, I'm hoping that by instilling those things in them, one of the mantras we always say, I'm strong. I'm confident and I'm going to make it a great day because if I don't, who the fuck is? Nobody cares. Nobody cares if I have a good day. Do you know what I mean? That's on me. So. Um, that whole series you did was very powerful. And thanks. it was <laughs> like so beautifully done and you could tell like you were just in that space of vulnerability like it bled through the screen through the photos and like just talking like I know it's 
it's so hard because you're trying to break these cycles so that the younger generation hopefully doesn't have to go through that pain. And then I think like you hear like Rael came home the one day and she was like, mom, someone called me fat. And like her just like breaks open because you don't want them to feel the way you did. And you're working so hard to try to instill those values and that self-love. And it takes one person to destroy and break down. And I just, by you doing that, I'm like my hope when I saw it, I was like, I just hope more parents see that and talk to their kids about the beauty and individuality of each and every single person and the strength that comes. Like I told Rael, like, you're so strong. You're not fat. You're so strong, baby. And it just like, yeah. When I saw, yeah, your photo, I was just like, oh, I just hope that reaches the masses, not only so that they can love themselves, but with that love for themselves, it ripples into their children. It ripples into the community because she's eight. One eight-year-old knows to look at someone and say such a degrading thing, and she takes it to heart. All the affirmations we do every single day, twice a day, and it took one time one time for her now to stare at herself in the mirror every day and so so, like thank you for that series because I really truly believe the ripple effects are greater than you know even if someone didn't maybe click in that moment it's there and the seed was planted it was powerful thanks like I I don't I really don't want to say just Thank you. I just, it was hard, but it was something that, I mean, I just see it everywhere or wherever I go, I just see people, you know, they cover up or they, they don't laugh loud. They don't, they just make themselves smaller, but why are we doing that? Uh, you know, one of the Peloton instructors that I, that I follow that I really resonates with me. She's like, you were, you're, bigger than a smaller pair of pants. Why do we always go back to those things? Why do we always go back? Like, I don't know. I just don't know. And, you know, you said that it's the one thing, like I could have 10, 15 compliments and then one person criticized me and that's what I remember. Why, why is that? You know, we, we, I do it to myself. And then when I realize that the way I'm thinking and the way that I'm talking it's not helping, you know, and then I see my, t- my son, I can't wear this coat. It makes me look bad. Dude, you weigh like a buck 10 soaking wet. It's a fucking puffy coat. No, you're not like, I mean, it happens to boys too, not just girls. They're like, well, I can't wear those. I can't wear this. I'm just like, honey, just be strong. Just be you and your people will come to you. They will find you because they're drawn to you because you're like them, because you don't care about the bullshit. You don't, well, it's not that you don't care about it, but it's that you don't take it in so much. And so I have two boys and different, like, so different. One pretty much like me takes a lot to heart. The other one I aspire to be. (laughs) where he's just like fuck you fuck everything I'm just gonna be myself and I don't care and sometimes that it's not good for me because (laughs) we butt heads a lot but but I admire that so much because that's what I want to be that's that's how I want to live my life that's you know I just want to be better today than I was yesterday and I don't want to be small I want to take up space and I want to show people how I love. And I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm done being small. You know, I, I come into a space and I am like, Hey, how are you doing? Like I try to make people feel comfortable. Like when I, when I go to a photography thing, for an example, I always kind of do a little spiel or I'm like, 
you know what, it's just you and me. We're just going to take a few pictures where I just want you to be calm. Like, let's talk a little bit. And because people just get so wound up and so anxious and you can see that you can see that. So if you can just relax and just kind of go with it, then it comes out. Right. And I, I feel like if I'm that way, then they're going to mirror what I am. So if I'm stressed and I'm anxious and I'm all this, then they're going to be like that. So if I can calm myself and show, be just be me, then people are going to do that too. Right. Yeah. But it's crazy what kids now have to, to grow up in and the bullying and stuff. Like uh, I think it was last year I did a bullying um, photography thing as well. And like, it's just, some people are just like, Oh, you know, what is the thing we always tell, tell girls? Oh, well, if he's teasing you and he's bugging you, he, he must like you. Well, no, don't, don't teach her that. <laughs> don't teach her that you No, she's not. That's not how love looks. Love look, love doesn't look like somebody pushing you to the ground or, you know, you know, so I don't know. I guess we just need to flip sometimes and think about, what we're actually doing and saying, and I don't know. I think there's hope. There's got to be hope, right? It's just hard every day. So I find too, like you were saying, kids, like the whole realm of, I mean, I was bullied as a kid, but when I left school, it ended. Like, you know, maybe they three-way called me and tried to do the whole like, oh, what do you think about this person? But that was it. But now you've got Snapchat, Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of these modalities. It's quite anxiety provoking as a parent. <laughs> like I don't want my children to have anything ever because I want to protect their little hearts. And that stuff is, I've heard some pretty nasty stories and it's terrifying. Yeah, the kids, since it's crazy i know my kids don't really have too much social media because they don't care they like to watch youtube videos and whatever but you know a friend of mine experienced with her daughter like like go kill yourself someone said to her daughter what what how, how is this happening how is this okay you know when my son was in the middle school we had an incident where he he was late i couldn't figure out why he was late coming home he walks in the door and his face is just like, like what dude, you're late. Like what happened? Mom, like I I said, like what? You know, he says, Well, this girl followed me home. And she just, I can't even repeat the things that she said to me. I just kept walking. He said, This girl, like I said, no, you, you gotta tell me like what she said. And well. I mean, okay, this is, this is explicit. Like go fuck yourself with the broom. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to do like middle school. Okay. Uh, like he's playing Minecraft or something like this is middle school. And this girl followed my kid from school till like a block away from his house. And he's like, I was scared. I just kept walking and I didn't say nothing. I just kept walking. And I'm like, you gotta be who is this person? Who is this girl? I want to kill her, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, this is not okay. And I mean, at, at first he thought I was mad at him. I'm like, Oh dude. Oh, Oh no. I'm not mad at you. You did the right thing. You came here. You told me this is not okay. So I follow up <clears throat> with the police. They come to the house. Riley writes all of this stuff down. And you know, I said to the officer, I'm like, this is not okay. I'm trying to raise two decent young boys here. And this is a double standard. Like if my kid had done that to a girl, you would have been already at my door, expelling him from school, doing all this kind of stuff. It's not okay. You know, and I waited. Oh, the officer tried to say to me, oh, I treat everything the same. And I, I you know, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and hope that's true. I said, but I've been waiting 45 days now with no resolution to this. And I wrote an article for the newspaper and I just, cause I was mad because if my kid as boy had done that to a girl, 
forget about it. Right. So why is it okay? Why, why are we not concerned when it happens the other way? Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of, did we just kind of go squirrel and off (laughs) all over, but I don't know what we do. But it's just like, and you know, you take those things and you're just like, why is this happening? Okay. This is a moment for me to teach my kid this. And then, you know, and you just, like you said, you want to protect your kid, but now, you know, now they're 18 and 16 and they, they want to be the, their own person. And they want, and you try to give them advice and they're like, no, like, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm where I'm sitting there going, dude, like I lived through this. If you could just take a little bit of my advice, (laughs) but, but then you got to, then you sit back and you say, no, okay. So he's got to make his own mistakes. He's got to go through this heartache. And then when he goes through the heartache, you're going, cause it hurts you too. Right. Like you said, like it's just to the core, but they gotta, they gotta go through it too. Like they have to, figure out who they want to be and what they, how they want to present themselves. And I always just wish a little bit that they would listen just a little. <laughs> I don't know if you find this too. Like Rael is my mirror a hundred percent. She is me. And so I find with her, I have an even bigger attachment because like when I see her, I see my, I see little Melanie at eight and I know the pain. Whereas the other two, they're here to teach me things, but they're not my mirror. They're like, Avery <laughs> is a very like pound sand. I'm doing me peace, love. Who cares if you don't like me? And Rose just row me, whatever. But like, I yeah. find Rael, I just, and I don't know, like, cause you said your one son's like you, like you want to give more advice. Cause you're like, I don't want you to feel and go through what I did. And I can, you're, you you want to like, I can help you, but you know, in your head, you're like, well, me stopping this isn't going to teach them anything but you struggle because it's like I don't want you to feel that way and struggle but they they're so determined right they want to be their own person and they got to live their life and I mean the hardest thing that I do and I'm probably not very good at is to to let them (laughs) you know what I mean like let them make the mistakes let them it's so hard what is it helicopter mom <laughs> or something like that you just want to I don't know yeah don't you know. let them jump in and you're there as their net when they fall that's kind of what I keep telling myself now when Ryle goes out I'm like I'm her net when she falls I'm her net when she falls like that's I will be that safety place but man and then when someone hurts your kid you're like <laughs> mama bear comes yeah. out and you're like yeah you ain't seen nothing yeah that's true <laughs> Very true. Oh, man. Craziness. I I cannot imagine. Like, I just, as a parent, like, holy, just letting go of all of that control and just trying your best in the little bit of time that you have and trusting that the world will be okay for them. No, thank you. My kid, like, it's not you that I don't trust. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else. Like, it's just <laughs> like people are assholes. Okay. Like you've got to protect your heart here. You know, don't be so trusting. Don't be, you know, but then I want them to, I want them to experience authentic people too. So when you can't really tell them stay away from people kind of thing. Like, um, I always remember my friend uh when her son she's single mom and he was in grade two and he had a little crush on a girl and he wrote her a note or whatever and they were valentines and then he got in the vehicle one day devastated and he was crying and he was like she wrote me a note and she said roses are red violets are blue you're kind of cute but i don't like you so then she had this big conversation with them she's like it hurt me but i was like buddy like this is what you got to protect your heart, all of this. And then like a week later, he comes in smiling. She's like, oh, buddy, how was your day? And he's like, oh, Brooklyn and I were Valentine's again. She's like, but I thought we had this talk. He's like, you know what, mom, though? When it comes to love, I take risks, okay? And she's like, and that's when I learned that um he's going to do whatever he wants. And I just got to be there to catch him. Oh, yeah, that's cute. That is cute. I think... 
one thing I know, I mean, with teenagers, you argue back and forth. And I always say, listen, I love you no matter what. That's not what we're talking about here. And I'm always going to have your back 100%. I said, but you need to be, you know, maybe you need to be making better choices or you need to, you know. And I think that they wait so long to be an adult and they want to grow up and they want to be an adult. And then when they get there, they're like, what is this fucking shit? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like my son said to me the other day, well, it's like a schedule. Like, that's boring. I'm like, dude, that's being an adult. Like, <laughs> you got to go to work. You got to get like, that's a, being an adult is a schedule. Like, that's I said, I'm not sure who told you it was so glamorous. Like, so he's kind of making that realization going. Well, that sucks. Like, <laughs> and the older they get, the more appreciation they have for you. <laughs> well, I'm waiting on that part. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, Michelle. Just before we have to close up here, I am just oh, sir, so. It's time, hmm? it's time already to quit. It goes well, fast. I got, I got one one last thing. Okay, sure. I am so curious about the halfway house. Like shed some light tell me what you learned what that experience was anything you want to tell us okay well I I loved it so I went to university and I have a bachelor of of human justice and I was a parole officer I worked in a women's shelter and when I lived in BC I managed a halfway house for federal offenders with mental illness and uh I always like part of my intake was look I got your back a thousand percent. Hey, sorry, my dog is drinking my drink. Um, <laughs> I got you back a hundred percent until you do me wrong. You may like. I get you got a lot of issues here, but I'm here to, to help you, and you got to make a commitment to that. Well, I had people submit applications to be in the halfway house that I managed that didn't even meet my criteria because word got around that you know, you know, Michelle did field trips to White Rock, to the beach or to the donut place or, and I think that if you treat people the way you want to be treated, then you get that respect. You can't just, I can't have, like, I, I think there were people that really took that power of that dynamic and abused it. And I, I just was like, no, you're a person. Sure. You did some pretty shitty things. And some pretty scary things, but you're still a person. And I treat you with respect. You treat me with respect. And it, I never had a problem. I mean, it was six guys and some pretty serious offenses. Um, but I never had a problem. You know, I remember Gary picking me up from work one day and him standing outside my office where I was, where me and a guy were just screaming at each other. And he was screaming at me and Gary's like getting a little bit worried. And I was just like, you know what? I like you have to really meet meet them at that at what they're doing so if he's yelling and screaming at me then I'm gonna like listen take it down you know I'm gonna be yelling and screaming too like you're not intimidating me here and oh I was pregnant with Riley when I first started working there and I'm telling you those guys treated me like a queen Michelle do you do you need a stool for your feet uh do you need me to sign out and go get you chocolate or chips today like what you know how are you feeling like so that just goes to show you like when you treat people with respect you get respect and it was it was a fantastic experience I you know helping people to live in the community um showing them connecting them to programs because these are guys that really the community had given up on like like you're right off. Okay. So federal offenders, that means they're serving more than two years. That means pretty serious crimes. Plus they have mental illness. Plus they probably have an addictions issue. And so these are people that can, that the world has said, forget it. Okay. So they're used to that their whole lives and they've gone through trauma after trauma. So people, when they don't, when they come across a person who says, I'm with you. I respect you. It's scary for them. You know, they're vulnerable. They're like, wait a second. You know, and then they test you. There's always the tests, okay? There's always the, 
you know, does she mean what she says? And so you go through those things. And, but when people realize you really are there for them, they do anything for you. They, and, and these guys were no different. I mean, I, I was on mat leave and one of my guys that I was concerned about just before I was going on mat leave, he actually took off. Um, he re he, he relapsed and he took off just prior to my mat leave. And I felt really bad. Like, I, I mean, I knew I wasn't responsible, but I think him feeling like he's lost his support system and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I think maybe he might've used that as an, not an excuse, but like to explain what was happening. And he was picked up just before I had Riley. And I remember my parents were in town already for the birth and stuff. And I was like, okay, mom, I just got to make a quick detour. And I stopped at the jail and I went in and I visited him. I'm like out to here with Riley. And he's like, why are you here? Well, like what? I said, because I need to tell you that you're worth something. Don't do this to yourself. Just because I'm gone doesn't mean that you need to lose track of what we've already, all the progress you've already made and all this kind of stuff. And you know, he sits there and he breaks down crying. Like, I think that when you give your true self, you get that back from people. So yeah, it was a great job. Um, I liked it. Um, I never had a problem. Really, I, I, there was one time where there was this really kind of scary person that came to the house, but I knew if there was ever a problem, there would be the five other guys would, would have my back, right? So I was never really worried. It was an awesome job. Yeah. And it just takes one person to believe in us. And Michelle, you are that one person for so many. Like, that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah, right like there. I said, your life. <laughs> yeah. But. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, so that that's kind of, I don't know. Like I said, I just want to be better today than I was yesterday, and then I'm winning. Mm-hmm. And we all but. just want love and belonging. And when people start believing that the whole world has given up on them, there's not much hope. Like there, that doesn't leave you with much. But with that oh. one person just saying like, I got you, I believe in you and you're going to do great things. Like, wow. Mm. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But it's good to to move on too, right? It's good to do new things. It's good to meet new people. It's good to, it's good. You have to go through that to come out to who you meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, Michelle? What do you want to leave us with? I want to say stay wild. Be authentic. Be loud take up space because if you know someone else will right stay oh see stay wild Mm. yeah are you getting that nose piercing speaking of stay wild where did i already got the nose piercing but we were talking about right it was it was it this one it was no it was here yeah i'm thinking about it no, it was in the lip. Okay, well, you looked great. She used a filter and it gave her a piercing. And I was like, you look so amazing. Get it. I said that I sent that picture to Gary. He's like, oh, that looks good. When did you get that? I'm like, it's a filter. I didn't do it. <laughs> I'll go with you. And can you hold my hand so I can get my nose pierced? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've had, I got this done like, I don't know, a long time ago, but it hurts. Oh, don't yeah. tell me that. No. <laughs> oh, come on. Look it's at like, the stuff you've done. It's just like three seconds of pain. Yeah. I it's, got it done twice. Yeah. Oh, I used to have an eyebrow ring, you see. Hmm. After I got it, you'd be amazed how many times you bang your left eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that, that's my advice is just take up space. Stop being you, yeah, yeah, and I love that. Stop trying to fit in smaller jeans, like yeah, yeah. Whatever, live your life. Have the chocolate cake, drink the drink, go to the party. Tell somebody that's bugging you to fuck off. Just 
do it. Just do it. Because it's not worth it. And I, I would also like to say thank you for inviting me on. Like, I'm not really, I'm listening to your other guests and I'm just like, oh, how am I going to do this? But again, that yeah. comparison. I know, right? Can't even stop it. <laughs> you were so nervous. But- Michelle, you just flowed. Like you literally <laughs> just flowed. Thank you so much, ladies. I, you know, I think when we, when we first met, it was just like, it was like fast friends, right? It was like, oh, these are, pe- these are my people. They get me. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. It's pretty cool. Very cool. So thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> I don't have anything. Oh, cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Um, yeah. Thanks for stripping with us. Stay weird. Well, okay. <laughs> Stay wild.